Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you. Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, everywhere you listen to pods on your smartphone device. Make sure you download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are part of the Brawl Network, of course, at Mike L Sports on Twitter and at Network Brawl. Shoot a follow over and, of course, be on the lookout for all of my one-minute videos, my nine-minute with Mike Lindsley videos on all the major platforms like Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and IGTV. We are brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College, Welch and Company Jewelers, our great, great friends at Empower Federal Credit Union, and Stanley Law Offices. Really appreciate uh, all the sponsorships and uh, keeping this thing floating here, uh, of course. And uh, with Stanley Law Offices, together... They'll work to get you the maximum award. Stanley Law Offices is a proud title sponsor of the ML Sports Platter. Super thrilled to bring on to the program a guy who's doing some awesome work, the editor-in-chief of the Intrepid, uh, covers St. Bonaventure men's basketball. Uh, He is also uh, getting set and ready to graduate. He just does a wonderful job. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Real. J-U-V-E-I-N-O. I I had to spell it out for you there. Jeff Uvino, welcome in, buddy. It's a treat to have you uh, finally. And, uh, hey, Bonaventure playing some great ball right now. I'm great, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Well, we're going to record this here before... Um, you know, the next couple of games uh, uh, that Bonaventure plays and, and uh, it'll air, um, you know, on a, on a Monday uh, to start the uh, to start the month of March off, uh, hoping, of course, this year that we do, in fact, get March Madness and we do, in fact, get St. Bonaventure in it. We won't talk tons about the next couple of games. I, w- I want to talk more about kind of what's going on and, and what this team looks like, you know, in the future if they do dance and, and how things could, could shape up. What what have you been impressed with the most this season? Jeff, with this team? Well, they're complete at every position. I mean, it's no secret that St. Bonaventure's starting five is as good of a starting five in the Atlantic 10 and can rival a lot of starting lineups in the country, regardless of which conference we're talking about and which programs we're talking about. All five of Bonas starters average over 10 points a game, and they're really dynamic players. And it starts with the guards with Lofton and Jaron Holmes outside, and it transitions to your bigs such as Jalen Adway, who hit a huge three-pointer to beat Davidson on the road. Well, go ahead at the end of the game against Davidson that proved to be the game-winning shot. And then Oshuno Shunyi inside. Um, anyone who follows the Bonnies knows how much of a defensive presence he is. And he's averaging over 10 points a game. So they're really just complete. And, um, you know, a knock on this team this year has been um, a lack of depth. But as long as they can stay out of foul trouble, that hasn't really hurt them that much up to this point, and I don't think it will going forward. What's <laughs> crazy? A few years ago, I remember hosting some radio shows, and I used to get people on Twitter and phone calls, and, oh, man, we got to get Oshun 
Oshun Oshinini. We got to get this guy. What a great recruit. He'd be perfect for the zone. Ba 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 ba. Right. So he says no to Syracuse. Says no to Georgetown. A couple of others, and he goes to Bana. And then all of a sudden, SU fans were like, "Yeah, he's not that good anyway." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember when um, yeah. Oshuna announced his commitment. Um, I was—it was after my freshman year at Bonus, so I'm 19 years old, and I was put in charge by um, the head of the Intrepid, which is the student publication uh, with I'm affiliated with, of you know watching this announcement that Oshuna was going to get because I don't know if you uh, remember this or if anyone listening remembers this, but. Um, Oshun went to Putnam Science Academy, and so the school had this meeting where he was going to, like a, a ceremony, I should say, and he was going to announce his commitment. And so it was, as you said, between Syracuse, Georgetown, and St. Bonaventure. And I remember I was uh, I was playing a beer league softball game that night. Um, <laughs> I was playing men's softball, but I had to, you know, be interested in and involved in this uh, Putnam Science Academy. Academy. It was like an end-of-the-season banquet, and Ocean wow. was announcing his commitment, and I think a couple other players were as well that were maybe going um, lower Division One or whatever. But he gets up in the podium, and he says, St. Bonaventure. I'm playing St. Bonaventure. And so we get it up on social media, and it's blowing up big, and it was just a really great moment. And I, of course, didn't realize at the time how much of an impact player he would be. Obviously, he was a good recruit, a three-star guy, and his other two offers were Jim Beheim and Patrick Ewing, <laughs> and he chose uh, Bonas, obviously, but he has just been so impactful ever since he got here. And I've, when he came in as a freshman, you could really see the impact that he brought on both ends of the floor, and he's really uh, shored up his defensive game in these last three years, him being a junior now, I mean, I don't know exactly how many blocks he averages, but he's one of the best shot blockers in St. Bonaventure history. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he's he's you know he's over two a game, uh, you know, this season, and obviously, he's a presence in there. And you know what's amazing, Jeff? When I look at this team, they have these flashes of you know first half in the second game against Davidson, the offense goes nuts. They start hitting some threes. Um, Earlier in the season, there's stretches where they look like they're an unbeatable team. They almost look like they could beat anybody, not in just the A10, but anybody in the country. And then for eight or ten minutes, you're like, hello, where'd you guys go? And, you know, And then they stop guarding the three-pointer for four or five straight possessions. And then they have a couple of really bad turnovers. Are you worried at all about that? that this team does have those lapses where you're just like, where did they go? I mean, do you feel that way sometimes? Where, where did they go, you know? Well, we've been watching this group, this core of players for a long time. And I'll tell you when one of those lapses really happened and that was in the 2019 Atlantic 10 uh, men's basketball championship game against St. Louis. Bonas led by double digits with eight minutes to go, a chance to go to the tournament and St. Louis just put him away at the end of that game and I know that's a little different situation than now it being a big stage and uh, this group of juniors was freshmen then but that was a, a, that was a, a moment in the end of the game where they really just, I don't know if fell apart is the right way to put it but they had a big lapse, and they just let the game get away from them. And when we've seen that this year, I thought that it's been more controlled than it has in years past. Um, now that these guys are, are, you know, are juniors and not underclassmen, freshmen, sophomores. Um, but also, I think that that experience that they have in the A10 tournament will help limit those lapses and limit the runs that they give up. I mean, it, we watched them at Davidson on Wednesday. 
And Davidson was really getting back in that game. At the end of the game, Bonas stopped hitting his shots. Davidson started making his shots, and they got uncomfortable. But they found a way to win. And Mark Schmidt said after that game that even though they weren't hitting their shots and even though their offense wasn't running like it was in the first half, it didn't impact their defense. And that's really the key for St. Bonaventure. If they're not shooting the ball, they just need to play a consistent defensive game. And I think that that can really limit those mental lapses that we talk about. Yeah, they had 14 points, I think, in 17 minutes was the was the number. and But yet, in the end, you know, Davidson gets the ball. I think it was Holmes who had just missed kind of a, 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 a I don't know how that ball didn't go in, by the way. You know, he he, he, he chucks it up there and it kind of does the, the front rim, back rim, you know, backboard rollout. You're like, you know, he makes that, the game's over. Uh, and then Davidson gets the ball back down the court. They call T.O., and, and they, they couldn't get a good look. I mean, Bonaventure clamped down on, on defense, that unbelievable defensive play to end it here, Jeff, and, and that's where I go next is that on defense, perimeter-wise especially, what are they doing? I mean, is it is it is it just the switches that are giving teams problems? Is it something else? I mean, these guys on the outside, it seems like the opposition is just having a real hard time trying to figure out how to solve these guys who are, are kind of like, uh, you know, bees on honey here. Yeah, well, Schmidt really emphasizes, you know, no open shots, as every college basketball coach does. But, I mean, taking it back to Oshun, it really starts on the inside with him. Davidson had a really tough time getting the ball inside in that Sunday game where Bonham pulled away from them. Um, and now, obviously, in the first game, which is at the Riley Center, the first Davidson game, uh, Bonham shot 82% from three-pointers in the second half. That's gonna That's going to win you any game, but... <laughs> As far as defensively, they weren't letting them get the ball inside, and that impacts the shots on the outside. And so I think that Bonaventure's defense really starts on the inside with Oshun and Jalen Attaway, who made a big play at the end of that Davidson game, blocking a, a three-point attempt by Hyun Jung Lee, who had hit some already for them, and he's hit a million of them, it seems like, in, against Bonaventure the last three times that they've played. Um, but it really starts on the inside and then just limiting shots on the outside. Jaron Holmes is a really dynamic defender, as is Kyle Lofton. Lofton uh, helped Kellen Grady, Davidson's best player, their leading scorer, and probably a first-team all, uh, first all-A-10 selection. Lofton held him to two points, and that was really impressive. And so these guys, they just swarm the ball, and it's – Schmidt's scheme, I think everybody has bought into it. And I feel like that's something that we say every year because he really gets those players to do so. Um, we see, When we see some early season defensive struggles, some stretches where they're giving up open shots, this is the time of year that they really shore that up. And I think that's become a theme over the last few years, at least my time at Bonaventure. Is, this is the time of year that the Bonnies are playing the best. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. They get better. He's an unbelievable coach. He's a great motivator. Uh, they, they seem like the chemistry increases. They, they seem like they know more about each other uh, on both sides of the floor. There's no doubt about it. We're talking with the editor-in-chief of the Intrepid, the Terrific, Journalist, uh, my man Jeff Uvino, of course, covering St. Bonaventure men's basketball, uh, and get him on Twitter as well. I'll tell you, Schmidt Schmidt amazes me. I mean, we're so lucky to have him. What he's done there, turning the program around, and finding these players, Jeff. How does he find these guys? How does he do it? I, I have. Isn't it unbelievable? No it's unbelievable. Yeah, it is. And I'll tell you what. When I'm not. I haven't been a big 
recruiting follower of Bonaventure. You know, there's some people who are very big into recruits and they track uh, people who Bonaventure offer and they're big into the signing announcements. I'm, you know, that's the off season for me. You know, I'm not really paying as close of attention as I am when it gets to be September, October, and we're really ramping up to get in the college hoop season. But when these guys commit, it's obviously nobody you've ever heard before. Um, you know, a player who didn't have any high major offers, a player who really wasn't recruited that heavily out of high school, but they come and they're superstars. And it's happened that way for a really long time. And yeah, I don't have an explanation for it, but he gets the most out of his players once they get here as well. And you can really see a lot of these guys' games improve. But also, I mean, as much as Schmidt gets his players to improve and buy into his system, some of them are just good when they get here. Like Kyle Lofton came in as a freshman, and ran the point. He ran point guard from the first game, from their first scrimmage. I remember they would they scrimmage uh, Alfred University. They had the last few years. I know they used to scrimmage Mansfield before that, but they've been playing Alfred um, with the Schmidt connection there, and Lofton came out to run the point instead of Nelson Caputo two years ago. I'm thinking, who's this guy? Why is he – what is he doing? Why is he running the point guard? Because Nelson Caputo – who um, was a guard class of 2019, he'd come in and, and backed up playing some point guard uh, the year before when Jay Adams or, or Matt Mobley had been down. And so Lofton came in and really took over that role, and he was ready to go as soon as he got here. I mean, he was a little raw as far as, you know, he's, he's a freshman, his first time playing college hoops, but he was really ready to go. And then that's a testament to Schmidt being able to find these players, not just ones that he has to develop, but ones that are good and that he can get to come here and contribute right away. So this podcast will air, um, well, it's going to air, uh, you know, it's it's on a Monday uh, with, with the Dayton game uh, happening on March 1st, and we'll already be done with the George Washington game. Give me a couple of thoughts here on these final couple games of the season, and Jeff, you know me from my, uh, I've calmed down a little bit on Twitter, but you know my you know my feeling with the committee, my passion, and, and how I just don't trust them. I've seen too much go on in the past years. I don't care. If there's different guys on the committee, I don't care where they're from. I don't care what conference they represent. I don't care. I've seen it happen. I know what happens to Bonaventure. I know how you know how much extra they have to do to get in the tournament. Uh, so I guess take it away with those things right together and kind of bundle them together. George Washington, Dayton, tournament hopes, committee, Bonaventure's chances, where they're at, and all the rankings and all that because they change every year. Yeah, well, it starts with winning these next two games. They're both at home. Have to win them. They they have to. That There's no excuse not to. And Bonas is 7-0 and at home this year. They've taken care of business. Um, they welcomed George Washington on Friday night in a game where the, the Colonials really have a couple of good scorers and James Bishop and Jameson Battle, but they, they don't defend like Bonaventure does. And then on Monday, you play a Dayton team that's really interesting. We know about their run last year. They were number three in the country. They were destined to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament before everything happened with the pandemic. But they're not the team they were last year. Um, they've won some games in the A-10, but they also have some bad losses. Um, I believe that they are 8-7 and seven in the A-10, but they own losses to St. Joe's and Fordham. And each of those teams have only won two A-10 games. So Dane's a really interesting team, and you need to put them away. So if you're Bonas, you win the next two. You're the A-10 regular season champions because you have the tiebreaker already against BCU. So you're the number one seed in the tournament. And then I think that a semifinal appearance would do it. You only would need to win that first game. Now, obviously, you can never be too sure, but it's really hard 
to compare this year to previous ones. A lot of people have been talking about comparing this team to 2016 when the snub happened. Um, Bonas was, I believe, what, 26 and 8, 26 and 9. Um, they had some big conference wins, some big non conference wins. They obviously got bounced in the quarterfinals of the Atlantic 10 tournament that year, and they ended up out of the field in, in the NCAA tournament. And then 2018, when they got the at-large, it's another year people have been comparing this to, but it's so hard because there's no non-conference schedule for the Bonnies. Now, maybe if they had gotten more non-conference games in, we would be looking at a different situation where it would be more comparable, but their only non-conference games were on neutral court against Akron and then home against Hofstra, which they took care of business in both of those games, but what I'm trying to get at is that their non-conference schedule didn't produce any quad one or quad two wins. Okay. Now they didn't have any bad losses, obviously with the lack of the non-conference schedule, but it's really hard to say how the committee views a team that did not get to play against teams outside of its own league. Now, like I said, I think that you win these last two games that puts you at, at um, 12 and three in the a 10, which is, is really, really good. You're yeah. the number one seed, yeah. the regular season champion, if you get to the semifinals of the tournament, I think you have to be in. I think they're well above the threshold. I get the you know, last four in right now, but if you finish this season as the Atlantic 10 regular season champion or at least tied for a share of it, you've got to think that a semifinal appearance will do it yeah i i don't i i, I mean i i hope you're right i just i don't trust them and and they were they were league champions last time that happened too and yeah you know when in, in the rpi i know that all the rankings are different now and net and this and that and quad one and two and all that garbage but the reality is that rpi used to be the big one the rating percentage index with the percentages and your record and your opponent's record and the opponent opponent record and it was all kind of mixed in percentage wise and that was sort of trailing out at that point, but it was still a, a barometer. I mean, the Bonnies were a top 30 RPI team, and they didn't make the tournament. It, it, it was absurd. And if you look at this big picture this year, Jeff, and I think you would agree to this, we always talk about the look tests in sports. If you watch college basketball, and I know you watch a ton of it, and I watch a bunch of it as well, you no, one in, no one in America can come up to me and tell me the Bonnies aren't one of the top 68 teams in, in basketball. They can't. I agree with you. I mean, their net ranking is number 38 right now, and they have been playing really well these last few games. I mean, their only A-10 losses have been at St. Louis, at Rhode Island, without Jaron Holmes for the whole first half. Right. And or for the for the rest of the game, for the rest of the game, that's yes. the game where he had he had an injury. Yes. And then at VCU, which they beat at home. Um, and so sitting at number 38, like I said, you don't have any quad three or quad four losses. That was a factor that has come into play in the past, whether, you know, the committee put as much weight on those quads or not. Bonas had bad losses, and they don't this year. They don't have any losses outside of quad one and quad two, and that's really going to help them with the committee saying, okay, are we going to put this small market Bonaventure team in? Because you and I both know that's a factor, whether they say it or not. Are we going to put little St. Bonaventure in the tournament against these big high major teams? I think that the fact that they don't have any bad losses will play into their favor when the committee is deciding that. Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. 
So stop waiting and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Lowe's Probember event is happening now through November 24th. It's the perfect time to shop GE appliances for all your properties, like the GE side-by-side refrigerator and the GE dishwasher with active flood protect. Durable and reliable, you can always count on GE to deliver the long-lasting performance you're looking for. Available today, shop the full line of GE appliances online or in-store during Lowe's Provember event, now through November 24th. Lowe's, the new home for pros, U.S. only. A couple more quick ones for you here, Jeff, again, at Real Uvino on Twitter, the editor-in-chief of the Intrepid Cover in men's basketball at, uh, at Bonaventure. I just want to kind of get into this year a little bit. You know, I, I got one, one for you on that and then one just in general about Bonaventure and what it's been like for you there, you know, in, in your time. I really feel for you guys, man. I mean, I, I know you're, you're, you're staying, you know, focused and, and, you know, headstrong and, you know, it, you guys are positive and I'm really proud of all you guys, as you know, being an alum, I think you guys are doing amazing work. But this is hard, isn't it, man? I mean, this is this is just like such an abnormal deal. I mean, you, you're not having normal senior stuff. You're not having normal school. This is this is now what two, pretty much almost two can you could probably say two calendar school years here when you include you know a, a semester, another semester, next semester. You know, I mean, how has this been? How have you been dealing with this? It cannot be easy. No, it's really not been the same, and it started with the A-10 tournament last year, of course. Um, I had traveled down to Brooklyn last year uh, to cover the Atlantic 10 tournament, and uh, we got in Wednesday night. Um, the Bonnies were supposed to play Thursday. They are playing George Mason, I believe, in that uh, pre-quarterfinal game, and the tournament got canceled right before the, the tip of the noon game, and so we came back, and then that following weekend was really the last – Bonaventure as we know it, you know, um, and I think everybody knew that that weekend of the A-10 tournament that this was going to be it for a long time, and it, it went without saying, and you could feel that energy on campus, and, you know, people going out that weekend to just thinking, man, like, this is the last oh. in a while, you know, and, and it has been, and it's really, it's really just been, just been very different, you know, I mean, we're, we, I, I, we have in-person classes, but it's not the same. Um, you know, you're not getting together with all your buddies at the dining hall and lining up a big table. Right. You know, it's just, you know, and I, I live off campus this year as a senior, so that's been a little different. You know, I can just kind of, my friends and I can keep to ourselves um, in our house. But, I mean, it, it's just, it's, the social life is very different. And obviously, the no basketball games it has, I think that's really been a bummer for a lot of people. And we saw it coming, you know, I mean, whether we could be in the arena or not, it wouldn't be what it was. You know, that building wouldn't have the sound that it would normally. And, you know, it's okay. We've accepted it. Um, I'm, I'm just happy to be back down here still and get to, you know, at least be at Bonaventure for my senior year because there were times where it was looking bleak that that might actually happen. And so I've been thankful to be able to be back. But I think that we just take solace in that as far as from a senior's standpoint, you know, that we can still be here with our friends and we can still be on campus and, you know, student media can still go cover the games at the Riley Center, even though it's it's obviously not what it had been before. Um, it's a completely different situation, to be honest with you. Just, just you, I, I think back sometimes to, you know, like my daily routine. Uh, my, <laughs> Isn't it amazing? In the five semesters before COVID, and it's just so different. Yeah. But, um, 
you know, we're taking what we can get and just trying to enjoy my senior year. Well, it's a great attitude to take. There's no doubt. F- final thing for you, and, and you can yeah. kind of go wherever you want with this, but, you know, you, you're almost done, and it goes yeah. so fast. And just wait till after college, and it really speeds up. Um, but going to school, you know, when you go back to your freshman year and you, you arrive on campus and that first day and the excitement and it's new and it's a big chapter of your life and then you start covering things and you work in media and the Riley Center is such a special place and campus is so close-knit and we're a cult. Us Bonnet people, we're a cult. Um, sure. Your friends, you know, Allegheny, lunch orders, the RC Cafe, um, going to Ellicottville, you know, going to Buffalo on the weekends, it, What all of it, just being a Bonaventure guy, what's it meant to you? As you as you as you start to you know put the bow on it, what 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 is this all right now meant to you? Well, I certainly didn't know what I was getting myself into when I decided to come to school here. That's for sure. Um, I had no Bonaventure connections coming into college. Um, interestingly enough, my first visit to campus was actually the day after the 2016 snub. That was the first time I'd ever been at St. Bonaventure. Didn't know anything about it. I. Uh, talked to somebody at a college fair at my high school and decided to come down to visit. So it's the day after the snub, obviously gloomy. Everybody's down in the dumps about the snub. And my dad's saying, man, why is everybody telling us about basketball? Like, we're, like we want to see the journalism school. Because everybody would talk to, we'd say, man, you know, they'd say they left us out of the tournament, you know. And now, knowing what I know now, that was a really crappy day for a lot of Bonna people. But I didn't know the slightest. And then coming here freshman year, I mean, I obviously fell in love with Bonaventure, with the campus, with the area, like so many people do. I'm from a small town in upstate New York. I'm from Perry, New York. Um, so Bonas, this area, it, it feels like home to me, I think, more so than a lot of my friends who are from the suburbs or, you know, from Buffalo or Rochester or wherever than, than they do. It really does feel like home, and it, and it feels like, it, it, you know, you know the – the dynamic of campus and the tight-knit community and you know you know a lot of people and yeah people outside of Bonaventure just don't understand that but it's meant so much to me just the the way that I've been able to develop professionally I I guess over these last four years I mean I didn't have any journalism experience coming into here at all and I mean I sit in my room slash office right now and I look at the media passes that I've acquired over the last few years covering the team, and I'm really very thankful. And I'm really blessed that St. Bonaventure has given me those opportunities to do that because how often can you, as a sophomore, cover stuff like that? I was in the Riley Center covering games as a freshman. And no doubt. I've covered, I've covered the no. last two Atlantic 10 tournaments. I plan on covering the one next week as well, while well, this week when this airs on Monday. And those opportunities are really just tremendous, and it's the people at Bonaventure, and there's a reason why the alums all feel like that. And I'm sure that 20, 30, however many years from now, I'm going to be the same, you know, alum that's into Bonnet basketball just as much as everybody else is. And it's really a special thing. And it's hard to kind of articulate that to people who didn't go to school here. And I'm sure we all sound crazy. And I'm sure that's why the word cult is thrown around. And people tell me that all the time, but I really couldn't have asked for anything more despite COVID, despite everything. COVID has taken away a lot of the gatherings and a lot of the events 
that we did in the past, but it didn't take away the people. It didn't take away the people at Bonaventure who make it special. And I found joy in that and the fact that we've gotten to be here for my last year and um, a lot of people's last year. But um, it's been awesome. It's been awesome, obviously, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah, I, I used to go up, and, I, and you know, when you're in school, you don't necessarily capture enough moments, right? Because you're young, and you're just kind of going through it. You're doing it. You're in school, and it blows by. But a couple times I did, and I probably should have done it more. And I always tell people when they're in school, you know, hey, have those moments. Go do some special things. Look out at places. Go to the golf course and look at campus just for five minutes and just, just take it. You know, put that memory, um, put that in your in your head. Um, you know, go to the Riley Center after a huge win and sit up in the Reds by yourself and just look out, you know? Like, get get those get those images in your head because it, it's, it's a special place, man. It really is. Yeah, I've been having those moments uh, this semester, definitely. Like, man, because everything that I do is my last time doing it. And, you know, like you said, we haven't been having the normal senior activities. Like, we didn't have a 100-day celebration or anything. We're not going to have 50 days or whatever going forward but still i mean just being able to be on campus and like i said being here with my friends and just able to to work and and you know go to class cover the team it's and be with everybody it's been it's been good it's it's been good um it's been different but but good and you know i we couldn't ask for too much but um I'm happy that we've been able to bend down here, and I, I guess that uh, in a couple months I'm going to be an Abana alum, presumably, <laughs> and yeah, I guess that puts me in a pretty cool category as well. There you go, Jeff Uvino just does a great job covering the men's basketball team at St. Bonaventure, editor in chief of the Intrepid, the Bana Hoops Insider, and uh, getting ready to head on out of uh, of St. Bonaventure here pretty soon. Jeff, this was incredible. Thanks for coming on. Really, really great job. And by the way, it's got to go follow Jeff, and then you can uh, catch his website there as well, right on the Twitter handle. Uh, look, enjoy the next couple games. Enjoy the tournament. Hopefully enjoy the tournament after that. And uh, we'll talk soon. And, 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 of course, I hope you know anything you ever need. I'm phone call away. Yeah, I know that, of course, Mike. And thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for you know your willingness, your willingness to always help uh, Bonus students. And I uh, appreciate you as always. I haven't really woken up. Oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's, I'm loving it. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet... Hitting the gym. Avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus free premium delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. 
Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save 